At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Second hour, follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Jonathan Von Tobel, Adam Hill with you just for today. Keep that in mind uh, as we move forward throughout this show. Kyle Morikawa has finally cooled off. There was a stretch where I didn't think he was ever going to not birdie. Maybe for the rest of his career. For him, pars are cooling off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so Kyle Morikawa, for those who don't know, front nine uh, was absolutely incredible. Shoots a 31 as part of a massive day for him. He is six under. For his second round, he's through 17, so about to finish his day two. So his bogey at 15 is really what ended it for him. Since then, par's on 16 and 17, so we'll see what he can pull out at 18 here, Adam. Uh, He sucks. Yeah, he's garbage, right? (laughs) Well, that's why I was making the case uh, the other week, uh, right before the All-Star break, where Jacob deGrom puts together two extremely good performances as opposed to incredible performances. Yeah. Like, this guy's trash. Like, he's falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> Seven keep it up. two runs, he sucks. <laughs> uh, but Morikawa, um, he now has, because of that, a three-stroke lead over the pack. Uh, Daniel Van Tonder in there as well. He had a four-under. He's done for the day. Shoots a 66. And then you're going to get the leaders from yesterday uh, teeing off at the end of this show. So you're going to get Spieth uh, coming up. Or, excuse me, Louis stays in the 659 Western Time, 626 for Spieth, and then Brian Harmon at 637. So those three will be teeing off one after the other. You'll see... Me and JVT with our Jordan Spieth tickets just stopping talking to you and just <sighs> watching Jordan Spieth as he plays the first two holes. Yeah, well, I'm hoping, and I'm also hoping that a couple of my other guys can uh, get things together here. Webb Simpson has disappointed me, uh, but he got some back, actually. He was three over for the day at one point, but got two birdies back on 10 and 12, so right back in the thick of it, as the kids say. But you wanted to find a way to go against Morikawa, huh? Well, I mean, I, that's just how I handle 
uh, you know, in progress betting in all sports, really. It's just when somebody is peak value is, is just playing incredible. If it's so team, high, baby. Yeah, if a basketball team is on a you know eighteen zero run, I'm immediately betting against them and taking the other side. Doesn't always work out, but uh, that's just my approach. I think that just goes back to being contrarian in most forms, where you're like, all right, they, that team looks great right now. I'm going to go against them. Colin Morikawa, watching him, he, he's been even better than his score would indicate. His score indicates that he's had an incredible round. He's been even better, but like. And then I just as I say oh. that, he just hit an iron shot within like three feet. So this guy. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to drop an F bomb. This guy. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, is that a replay? Oh, I think that might have been, been a replay. Okay. okay. So this Thank is his goodness. second shot on 18. So we'll see what it is. All right. I'm sure uh, it's going to be within like four feet. Because, well, it has been. And it is. I that, mean, come that, on. It's ridiculous. That it's is a, two that's feet. a two foot putt for. for <laughs> Oh, man, that's – well, okay. Now they're – I can't think they're just showing replays. Who knows what's going on at this point right now. I will say this. Adjusted odds right now live. BetMGM's got Morikawa at plus 250. So that would put you in the range of $3 if you wanted to bet against him to win this thing right now. Pretty good price. I'll fade him. I mean, well, g- given, again, what has to happen for a guy right at this point right now, where the leaders from yesterday, only three strokes behind, have yet to tee off, have eight holes in front of them. What We don't know what the weekend holds in terms of weather, all of those things. You know, golf is uh, – there's a lot that can happen in a golf tournament over Morikawa the course of could two get days. COVID. That's very true, We've too. seen it happen on the course before. Well, hopefully they don't do it very dramatically the second he's done walking off the course. So like, oh, by the way, hey, Handled hey, so come poorly. Come here, come here, come here. You have COVID. You're out. It's like, what? <laughs> it was so poorly handled. So, Colin Morikawa, nine under. Yeah, it looks like he is uh, – Potentially done for the day, and Van Tonder behind him, and we'll see what these uh, these leaders can do when they tee off here coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, when we come back, Major League Baseball, we'll get to the big implication for the New York Yankees after their COVID outbreak, and we actually have a full slate of baseball today outside of the Yankees. So let's see if we can find some good spots on the board. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Louis Ustase, the first round leader at the Open Championship, a six under 64. He is five to one to win the tournament, as is Jordan Speed, who's one shot back. Ryan Harmon also at five under 65. He's 25 to one. Mackenzie Hughes, four under 66. He's 66 to one to win the tournament. Major League Baseball today, Kyle Hendricks 11-4 on the hill for the Cubs. Another 47 road favorite at Arizona, 9.5 under at Chase Field. 10-2, Chris Bassett, a $2 favorite at the Coliseum against Cleveland, plus 180. 8.5 over the total there. The Houston Astros, another 37 road favorite at the White Sox. Football season is almost here. Our experts profiled every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus the best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 in discounts available when you buy both the guide and subscribe to vSIN. Go to vSIN.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vSIN odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money. With your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. College football season right around the corner, and that means the Easton College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. I had the honor, Adam, of writing about the Mountain West Conference. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch. So you have a betting edge this football season. Guide only $19.99. Discounts are available when you buy early, so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access. Get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. How many? How much of your time was dedicated to counting up all those wins the UNLV is going to have? Was that a, a, a tough task? 
Oh, you didn't have enough fingers to count that? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I had too many, yeah. Uh, one, maybe? Does not look good for the uh, the Rebels football program. It's a we'll rebuilding program, John. If and for, uh, they'll be playing at Allegiant Stadium. It'll be fun. Since I have been... Uh, since I have been bored, actually, it's been a rebuilding program for the <laughs> most part. Couple, no, there's, there's a couple good highlight seasons. Uh, well, we have the honor of actually uh, uh, being acquaintances with Caleb Herring, a UNLV legend at this point, with what he was able to do at quarterback for that team. Sure, years ago. they had a nice, uh, nice Heart of Texas Bowl run a couple right. of years back. They had a, a Las Vegas Bowl victory against Arkansas. That was only like 23 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say good. that was, yeah, what was that, early, <laughs> was that early 2000s or when sure. was that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Things were looking good for a while. Few and far between. And then we can talk about the time where I, I may or may not have been under the influence uh, during my freshman year of college when they played Hawaii and Omar Clayton had a game-winning touchdown. Uh, who was the kid you played basketball with, the former wide receiver? Oh, Philip Payne. To Philip, to Philip Payne. Oh, yeah. man, sitting right next to the Hawaii. Like, man, we could walk through so many, so many good moments for UNLV football. Uh, I think that's it. So we have Major League Baseball starting um, today, and it looks like that's actually going to happen, unless the entire slate gets hmm. canceled here, uh, which you wouldn't expect, but crazier things have happened, I guess. Before we get to the actual matchups themselves, you know, I'm curious your thoughts here as we look big picture, because the New York Yankees are the team that is afflicted by this COVID outbreak in their locker room. Uh, Aaron Judge, right, the big piece, uh, in terms of figuratively and literally the COVID outbreak and the players that are affected. There's also quite a few bullpen arms in there as well, which is going to be kind of a problem for this team. But coming into the second half, 46 and 43, eight games behind the Boston Red Sox in terms of the AL East. In terms of the wild card for the New York Yankees, they are four and a half games back of the second one. It's the Oakland Athletics currently in control of it. These are an important couple of weeks here for the Yankees. Right, because we have the trade deadline coming up, and where you're at by the time you get to the deadline, I don't know if they're necessarily be sellers at them. Uh, but let's say you come out of the break, you win the series against the Red Sox, you rip off seven to ten, whatever it is, you can convince yourself that you're worth buying in on a couple of guys at the trade deadline. An outbreak like this hurts your chances that one, you're going to have a lot of guys available to win those games, but two, it makes it murky as to what you're going to do as a club. Well, yeah, and also like if it, if the, if the games are pushed back a bunch and you have a bunch of games right. backloaded and you don't get to because I think what you're saying is you want to have a sense of where you are correct when that deadline comes so you know like all right how much do we invest how much do we really sell out here to try to make a move and if you're like well we're we actually didn't play like six games and then now we've got like six double headers in August we don't really have as good of a sense as what we, as we might have otherwise yeah that's an issue I I just feel like. I mean, this is not, you know, some profound thought, but the Yankees definitely feel like they should be a lot better than they are. Mm -hmm. And every time they start to show signs that they might be getting better, they might be improving, they just take a big a big step back and they just have a couple of games where you're like, this team's just not good. So I don't I, I don't want to say they're just not good, but they, they've kind of just showed they're they're like a 500 team, which doesn't make any sense with the talent they have and, you know, some of the some of the arms that they have that should be performing better. Like, it, it just feels like they should be better. But at this point of the season, they just may be what they are. Yeah, and uh, I think, you know, it's funny. So Boone deserves a lot of criticism for some of the choices that he has made as a manager. But I also think when I watch him, to your point, there is a sense of just players not performing to the level that you expected coming into the year, yeah. right? So, like, part of that is, of course, Boone and decision-making. But a lot of it when you watch, uh, you know, when you see guys who you expected to be, you know, top end of the rotation dudes not performing to an ultimate level, all those things, you know, there's only so much Boone can do with his team <laughs> right. to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Certainly there's been some choices and – I think a lot of people were upset that he stuck with Chapman a couple of times right. when it was clear that he was struggling. And there's different, through it, kid. different decisions he made with the bullpen and then starters just refusing to come out of the game, which is always fun. Uh, there, there's all those things. And, yeah, there is criticism to be had. But in certain cases, all right, you got two guys on and two outs in a key situation in the eighth inning. He can't go up there and hit. Get out. Yeah, like, at some good. point, they've just got to perform. And, and too often this year, they haven't done that. And, and so, you know, you see them at 18-1 to 1 here. 
you know, we have it up on the screen to to win uh, the World Series. Like, I, I just, I don't have, you know, while it looks like a juicy number when you're like, oh, that's a lot of talent they have. If they put it together, that's a nice payoff. But I just don't get the sense that they're going to be able to put it together. And it, you know, there is plenty of time left, but there's not that much time left where they are falling behind to a point where they're going to have to play out of their minds just to make it to the playoffs. Uh, it's an uphill battle for this team. Right. It's the path that you're taking, right? Which is why when I see something like that, you'd want a little bit more because you're, you're not I, – I feel very confident in saying they're not going to win the division eight games back, you know, heading into the second half. Uh, but the wild card is certainly attainable, right? Only four and a half games back from a team like the Oakland Athletics. Uh, and, of course, it seems like one of the two ALAs teams at the top, whether it be the Red Sox or the Rays, are going to take that first wild sure. card, at least the way it stacks out right now. Uh, but regardless, it's not out of this world – that they are going to make a push for the wild card. You know, it's the path that you have to take to get there. The teams that are in front of you, right? One of them, another one being your division rival in the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, it wouldn't be surprising to see the Cleveland Indians take a step back, the Seattle Mariners take a step back. So the path is there to get to the wild card. It's just is 18 to 1 enough that you're going to look at this team and say, not only are they going to get it to the second wild card, they're going to win a one off game and then get into the postseason and win series against the likes of the White Sox, the Houston Astros. I want more than 18 to 1, right, if I'm yeah. talking about winning something big like this, given the path that is in front of them to do so. I'm also extremely high on the Houston Astros. Well, and if you, if you look, team. and John, you, you mentioned it. Sorry to cut you off on the Astros mm -hmm. there, but um, you mentioned that the path is there. Sure, they mm -hmm. can get hot. They could win, absolutely. But you look at their updated win totals, and we've got uh, a screen in front of us here in the studio with an updated win total of 87.5 for the Yankees uh, going into the second half. It's at 87.5. Now, they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to significantly go over that number mm -hmm. to make it. Like I, I just don't. I don't know that eighty-eight gets them in. I just don't. And so now you're talking about okay, if that's a projection, if you think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs, you definitely have to feel like they're gonna go over that number because I don't. I don't think that number gets them in. Right. The, the two the two teams that are in control of the wild cards right now have fifty-three and fifty-two wins respectively. Right. <laughs> so you're talking about them only winning in the range of thirty-four games in the second half. Like that's it's a losing record for both of those teams. If you're talking about the Yankees making that push, so it's gonna have to be exponentially better. So that is one way to differently attack it, right? Instead of betting them over, excuse me, win total, or excuse me. Uh, World Series, Futures, all that. You can bet them over the total, hope they get in there. But regardless, I'm with you. Like You need to get a little bit more than the pace that you're on right now. You've got to break out of that. So as you look, I mentioned the Astros. Astros are one of the big series that are going to get started today. Uh, they get to take on the Chicago White Sox, the last of their set. They played four earlier in the year. Astros swept them in a very well-played series. Now you get to go to Chicago, see if the White Sox can return the favor. McCullers on the Hill versus Dylan Cease right now. Astros open up on the road about a $1.37 favorite to depending on where you look at for uh, for some of your numbers. Uh, pretty surprising given the power rating uh, on this Chicago White Sox team. Uh, White Sox have been absolutely incredible. And if you look at Cease up to this point, he's been pretty solid. The 411, I think, would turn some people off, but his 395 expected fielding independent at him, very good. Striking out guys at a high rate, balancing out the walks, which are relatively high, keeps the ball down. You know, if you look at this from that perspective, a plus price with Chicago, given the way that Cease has been pitching, not really turned off by that if you're looking at Chicago here today. No, I, I like what I've seen from Cease. I, I think he's a guy that I'd like to back uh, quite a bit. And the, the White Sox have been really good. Now, you also have to keep in mind, I'm not taking anything away from the White Sox. And I think they're going to be uh, buoyed by the fact that they're, they're start, you know, maybe get an addition here that they didn't think they were going to mm -hmm. get uh, down the stretch uh, to help them out a little bit. So uh, I, I think the White Sox are certainly on an upswing. But we also have to keep in mind that they do get to play a lot of games against some really, really bad teams in their division. So when they step out and they're playing better teams, yeah, they've, they've performed fine. 
but when you when you look at the record and how how much they start to turn things on, uh, you know, you do have to keep in mind how many games they play against just crummy opponents, and I mm-hmm. think they're going to be um, able to take advantage of that in the second half of the season as well. This is a good measuring stick for them, uh, so I think this will be a motiv- motivating factor for them to say, okay, we get a chance to show ourselves against one of the better teams. Let's see, let's see how we perform, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to be uh, fired up for that and to, to get some revenge. Yeah, dollar thirty-six here at circa nine shaded to the under at a buck twenty. The other side of this as well is Lance McCullers has been really solid this season. Uh, ERA right now at two ninety-four, but you always look at some of these underlying numbers and see if you can find some cracks in the armor. Two ninety-four ERA, but an xFIP of just about four point one. Uh, and there are some things that you don't really like a lot about McCullers. The command has not been there this year uh, like it has been in years past. Four four and a half walks. Every nine innings, the walk rate is extremely high for him, and you can balance that out with a high strikeout rate. But with the command falling off a little bit here, Adam, and getting a little bit lucky in terms of balls in play, uh, there's going to be, I think, some, you know, always look for this regression coming for some of these pitchers. There could be some regression coming here for Lance McCullers, and maybe a little bit that strikes here today against a lineup that's pretty talented here in the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, and, and, and you also don't know um, how teams, because I, I know – uh, there's some teams that have been playing really well and some teams have been playing poorly going into the break. You don't know how those days off are going are mm-hmm. to play out either. Uh, f- pitchers are kind of thrown out of the rhythm a little bit sometimes in terms of where their starts came and you know how they come out of the break and how, um, how they look in that situation. So a little bit hesitant on a lot of the games today. There are a couple spots that I think uh, there's, there's some teams to look at for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that's something to, uh, to keep in mind as well about you know pitchers are a little bit thrown out of the rhythm, not... No, not necessarily, but they go home, you know, for a couple of days, and they don't get that same routine that they get for a few days. So, uh, kind of approach this like the, like you do the start of the season, where you're not quite sure um, how a guy might come out of the uh, of the All Star break. Is there one that specifically stuck out in terms of one of these spots? Um, I like the Rays quite a bit today, okay. actually. Um, going up against the Braves, the, the Rays have been really good against right-handed starters, uh, and so. Uh, I, I think that they go into this one against Morton, who has been good. He's a good pitcher. We know he's been good for a while, but uh, they've been better against righties, and the, the Braves have been pretty bad uh, against uh, against American League opponents. So um, I was looking at them, and uh, sorry to say it, I don't love your Angels today. Yeah, the Angels are, um, well, they're disappointing just because you take two or three from Boston right before the break, right? Then you go to Seattle and lose that one. What is the case here to be made against the uh, Anaheim Angels in your mind? Uh, I think Heaney's a really buy, a good buy low guy, so I would fight back if it's an anti Heaney play. Well, it's a little bit yeah. of that, uh, but also like we know that they've been they've been surviving some injuries. They've mm-hmm. got, they've got some real. Are they missing real, anybody in the lineup? <laughs> a couple of guys that are pretty important to that lineup, um, and the guy Otani's been carrying them offensively, and you know they've had other guys step up and, and play well. I I just feel like Otani coming out of the break. It's going to be a struggle. Did he have a lot to do? <laughs> he was. I mean, they it was built All Star Weekend on <laughs> right. him. It was ridiculous. Right. And so I, I think coming out, the Mariners have been playing pretty well. Um, I like what what I've seen out of them recently, um, and I just I just feel like the the Angels are in a really tough spot because they've been getting by. I don't want to say on smoke and mirrors because they've actually just been you their know, lineup's still pretty they, good. They've been performing well, but. You know, again, it's it's Otani and then a bunch of guys with 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 the stars out of the lineup. <laughs> it's a bunch of guys. It is. Jared Walsh has been absolutely fantastic okay. for them. Fine, he's been fine, but they they have their stars are not are not there. You okay. can you can agree with that. Well, yes, of course. And Jared Walsh has been, I think, overperforming a little bit. He's been great, but it's not it's not the guys that you expected to see there in the lineup. You know, obviously, no Trout. Um, Rendon, like it's it's been it's been kind of filling in for those guys that you thought were going to be their big stars this year, and I, I just feel like uh, the situation they're in right now uh, with Otani coming off what he had to do this, which was insane to put that kind of 
um, you know, load on him uh, for an all-star break. No no break for Otani here. So, uh, so we, we will see uh, how they do. But I, I just like the Mariners coming out of the break here against the Angels. Uh, one of the other games uh, that stuck out, and this is uh, one of our, you know, the buy low, sell high guys that we were discussing earlier in the week. Well, we get to see him in action. We'll see if the theory uh, tests out. And it's hard to buy low on anybody who's a starting pitcher for the San Diego Padres. Uh, but Chris Paddock has had some really bad luck with these home runs yeah. uh, at times in his career, and especially uh, at times this year as well. And that has continued. And the strikeouts are pretty much even keeled throughout his entire year, right, in terms of uh, right around nine and a half strikeouts every nine innings. But there is a lot to like about him. You know, keeps the ball down in terms of the ground ball rate at him. You know, doesn't give up a ton of fly balls. But when he does, you know, they go out of the park at a 15.4% rate. If he gets a little bit luckier with some of these balls carrying out of the park, uh, I think he has a really good turnaround. We've mentioned the uh, differential ERA exit, 538 on the ERA, a 3.6, which is insanely good if it's your expected fielding independent. So now you get to test this theory out against the Nationals and Eric Fetty, uh, UNLV's own, who, look, we know the deal with Fetty. Not a high strikeout guy. They're up this year. He's got a little bit of an issue with command. His walks are up this year. So you wonder if those strikeouts are going to even out a little bit and he's not going to get guys to swing his miss, uh, swing and miss as much. Because if that's not going to be the case, uh, this is a San Diego Padres lineup that would be able to deal some damage here to Fetty. So this is all about whether Paddock is going to be able to even out in terms of what he's given up. And I think right now, I'm looking at the market overall, Padres open up. Let's see, I got him at a dollar and thirty-eight. Dollar, yeah, dollar thirty-eight at the open against the Washington Nationals. Now we're talking about still in the range like a dollar thirty-five, depending on where you look. As high as one forty-five with points bet. I feel like this has been a very anti-UNLV segment. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of success coming out of there. What are we doing? The baseball program has been the hustling rebels. Been okay, the hustling rebels have been doing great. Yes, well, I don't think true. a lot of people know that that the uh, it's only the running rebels that are basketball. And That's yes, very the, true. The the, well, the baseball team is the hustling yep. rebels. <laughs> it's a good. Which I enjoy. But I think Fetty and the uh, this is more of a test out than anything else. Again, it is hard to buy low on a dude where you're laying a price on the road against the Nationals team that in the last month before the All Star break seemed to turn things around a little bit. Um, but Paddock, I think, is a guy that is due for some some positive regression his way if he gets a little bit luckier here with some of the balls that are going out of the park for him. Uh, let's see. And then Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Like Milwaukee has been a team that this is a very big series because if you look at the pecking order of the National League, it seems to be that the wild card teams are going to be whatever two don't win the division in the National League West, the team that has the outside shot of making a push for a wild card, and maybe that division, is going to be the Cincinnati Reds. And so if they can perform here against Milwaukee, uh, I don't have a starter named yet for the Milwaukee Brewers, but Tyler Molly's going to be on the other side here for Cincinnati. Uh, and this lineup, we know what uh, this lineup can do if you're Cincinnati, right? Uh, this is a lineup that has some power that can get to pitchers. It's kind of boomer bust at times, but there's a lot to like. And Molly has been really solid. 368 ERA, tight across the board, 361 expected fielding independent. Again, no starter net yet named for Milwaukee. Saw an opener in the global market of 118. Uh, as we get a starter, we'll see if that adjusts. But this is a massive series between these two clubs at this point. Yeah, and they just played. Reds won the yep. series. And uh, Reds 9-2 in the they last They sweep them or they took two of I think the, the I think they, it was a four-game series. They won the last three yeah. of the four-game series. And uh, the Reds pitching has just been out of control. Two and a half runs a game uh, while they run. They won nine of the last 11 down the stretch. So good run for the Reds. See if they can keep that going. See if uh, they were cooled off by the All-Star break. Now, Adam's real job is as the uh, beat writer for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the AFC West. We got high and low win totals for all of these teams. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like this Charger squad. A lot of them. Now, a lot of it is tied into Justin Herbert, but I feel we like may I've not. got a, I was going to say, I feel like I've got a fellow anti-Herbert guy with me, so we can discuss that when we come back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info that you need. All right, you're going to react to this organically, Adam Hill, okay. of the Las Vegas Review Journal, who is here temporarily. We are only here until Friday. Cannot stress that enough. Martin Bands checks in, Cardinal Forever on Twitter, because we don't get the opportunity to listen to these, uh, these interviews once these guys walk off the course of the British Open. Colin Morikawa just said in his post-round interview that he changed his irons just last week and shot a 64 today. You might want to keep them. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're working. That's slightly different than Bryson DeChambeau yesterday. That's insane. Who just totally threw his clubs under the bus. Uh, Morikawa found some clubs that he likes, apparently. I I hope he doesn't change them again. Right. I I wouldn't because they were ridiculous today. That's absolutely. Did he not. change to something that just hits the ball for itself? Or I just know. Goes, it's like a. It was like a, an iron machine that he was hitting. Today. For those who did not watch Morikawa, I would stress to go back and watch some highlights. The, the the iron shots that this dude was hitting today were absolutely incredible. Right? I don't think any of his birdie putts were more than like six feet. He was absolutely incredible today. Yeah. Absolutely. He, I think he was putting well, but he didn't. I don't know. He yeah, didn't he have didn't to. to. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say it was like it would have. They all would have been gimmies in match play. Uh, so not gimmies. NFL win totals. How about that? Look at that. AFC West. Kid. Yeah, you cover. Uh, <laughs> you cover the Las Vegas Raiders. I do uh, full time. I do. Okay, yeah. full time. All right. So they're a member of the AFC West. 
Last I checked. Yes. As we look at this now, we have, last check as well, four teams in the AFC West. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Now, uh, if you look at traditional win totals in order, Chiefs 12.5, Chargers 9.5, Raiders 7, and then Broncos 8.5, uh, varying juice, of course, uh, on those win totals. But there seems to be a growing consensus. There are two teams that have stuck out to me as I started to dive into the uh, the preseason analysis of the National Football League that the, the masses are relatively high on the odds reflected. One would be the Cleveland Browns, who we're not going to talk about today. But there's a lot of numbers that are super short on guys like Baker Mayfield, uh, the Cleveland Browns in general. Also, the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers, who for their win total itself here at Circa, nine and a half shaded to the under at $1.40. What do we make of the Chargers here as we move forward into this season? Because you and I have had these conversations going into last year or coming out of last year into the offseason. A lot of this is built around the case that Justin Herbert and what you saw a year ago is not only legitimate, but that is going to get better. And he is going to vault himself to within, I guess, the top 10 quarterbacks of the National Football League. So the case against the Los Angeles Chargers surpassing nine and a half wins is what? Well, first of all, I think people are making a little bit of a mistake in just assuming there's going to be progress. And one of the reasons that I've heard people say is, well, Anthony Lynn's gone. Right. Anthony Lynn was holding them down. They're going to be better. Slow down. First of all, I, I do actually like Anthony Lynn as a coach. I know there were some errors that he made that probably did hold him back a little bit. Uh, some questionable I mean, decisions. I would also say but, their defensive coordinator who uh, you know had really a lot of talent and they were 21st in yeah. DVOA defensively, but regardless. Yeah, that, and that was, I think, um, I think that's part of it is that people are like, well, obviously they're just going to be better. And, and as you mentioned, Justin Herbert as well. Now, slow down on Justin Herbert. We, I, 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 I thought he was incredible last year. And I don't think anybody's going to debate that. Um, we've had discussions about Justin Herbert, but there are some things. And um, I, I, I will say that uh, there was a Pro Football Focus article that was really, really good on this. I'll try to tweet it out um, here in the break if you want to follow uh, up on Twitter. But they did a really good job explaining why there absolutely could be some regression here. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert was number one against pressure last year in the entire NFL, just ahead of Patrick Mahomes. From year to year, that is not a stat that holds up, which means it's a very volatile number. It means like you don't see the same guys in the top five every year because it's not saying that you're good against pressure. You just happen to have a good year against pressure. Now, maybe Justin Herbert is an exception. He's going to be top three every year against pressure. I don't see that happening. You know what he was against it, or from a clean pocket last year? Hmm. 22nd in the league. I mean, that's, that's Anthony, concerning. That's Anthony Lynn's fault. What are you talking right, about? That, yes, that, that's, that's a bit, bit concerning. Again, he's a rookie. That's about what's to be expected. So I'm not, I'm not going to say like, oh, he stinks. No, but slow down a little bit on, on that because it was kind of an unsustainable type season that Justin Herbert had. Now, what they did is they didn't say, hey, he's really good against pressure. Let's just let the offensive line be terrible and he, he'll be fine. Right. They didn't. They went out and they got a, a much better offensive line. They improved there. So I think that helps him. Um, I think you will see better numbers from him from a clean pocket, but I think there'll be regression against pressure this year, and that's something to watch for to be a little bit concerned about for the Chargers. Yep, I know. I would completely agree. And look, and here's the other thing, too. When you're looking at this overall, which is a lot of these numbers, baked are like loaded to the guild. Nine and a half for the regular win total, right? Talking about a 10 and 7 record for this team, it's, really, it's a really big leap for this team for the most part, especially when you're talking about some of the numbers that work against Herbert as yeah. you head into the season. And you, you just mentioned it, but make sure you keep in mind with totals. It's 17 games now. Yeah, it's Right. Different world. Shaded to the under buck 40 here at Circa. Okay, we'll come back. Uh, we have plenty left to get to here. Uh, I can't wait for this conversation. Luke and Carl is going to be with us in the second hour. We're going to be Adam's thoughts as well on this fight night card coming up this weekend.
It's Follow Money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. A reminder that if you're looking, and I know you are, for that hot tip, Bet River Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com, find the game you want to bet on, tap tips. You get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams and major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You got to be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1 800 Gambler. Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. Colorado, 1 800 522 4700. Michigan, 1 800 270 7117. Virginia, 1 888 Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Jonathan Von Tobel, Adam Hill with you here for just today. All right, we have a fight night card coming up this weekend, Adam, and uh, I'm excited for it, mainly because the guy at the top, and he's a sizable favorite, uh, Islam Makashev is, uh, I guess you call him an up-and-comer. He's 19-1, to uh, but he's a really damn good fighter. He's also 29. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's one that, you know, for the most part, hasn't gotten the massive shots, and this is, I think this is the first headliner, no? The first five-round yeah, fight? First, first main event, yeah. uh, for sure, and, and you know, the, the reason that he, obviously he has a really good skill set, he's very talented, mm-hmm. but the reason he's kind of known and what he's known for is being, you know, the next Khabib Nurmagomedov, and it's because he's his understudy. I mean, he's he's trained by uh, Nurmagomedov. You know, he's he's come up with him from Dagestan, everything else. So um, he is. It's not just that they're comparing him. Like he he really is <laughs> kind of following in his footsteps <laughs> right. and coming along with him. And now that uh, Nurmagomedov is retired, and by the way, reiterated that very strong this week. Yep. Um, he was around. He was around. He did a, a ESPN interview. But trying to give him around. George St. Pierre. Was that it? I mean, that was a rumor that's yeah. out there. I still think that's a fight that he might think about. I think it's the only fight he might think about um, if they can get St. Pierre to do it. But, yeah, I think uh, uh, with him gone, like, Makachev now sees, like, okay, I'm not just following in his footsteps. Like, I am the guy now from our camp, and I'm going to try to uh, take that forward. So um, very excited to see him uh, in this headline role. How does he handle it? He did, you know, more press than ever this week and had to deal with that. Got, I, I thought, very – good at uh kind of stepping up his his trash talking ability his game a little bit not that he's over the top with it but he's you know he's he's starting to feel himself a little bit and i think that's part of um Nurmagomedov being gone mm-hmm. of makashev saying all right it's my time now i'm not the next guy i'm the guy now uh so i i am interested to see how he handles that uh situation um a big favorite uh you know minus uh, it was minus six dollars the other day i've seen it as high as eight dollars um he's a very sizable favorite in this fight against tiago moises but um, I think it's it's a fight that he can handle. Uh, I think his pressure is just going to be too much uh, as the fight wears on. So as we look at this, uh, and he look, he's a guy that we know he eight submissions in his uh, in his career, uh, eight victories by decision as well in his career. Uh, not one that is going to, as we know, stand and bang and knock guys out. I will ask you this: as we see the odds reflect it, right? Four and a half in terms of the round prop shaded to the over at a dollar forty. If you look at some of the others uh, by decision, that is an even money on the index prop as opposed to everything else. I will ask the odds that he can submit Moises in a fight like this because we've seen it. Uh, Drew Dober, <laughs> guy was an arm triangle, I think, and he yeah. dominated ground control. I think he had nine minutes of control yeah. Yeah. in that fight. Absolutely annihilated Dober in that regard. Is Moises a, an opponent who he can do this to? Because looking at some of the numbers, and look, uh, statistics in mixed martial arts can have a lot of noise in them. Takedown defense has not been great by Moises, so this is one where you talk about pressure. I, if I'm Makashev, I'm just going every single time. Yeah. I, I land over three takedowns every 15 minutes. I'm just coming at you every single time, and that would lead to some submissions. And, and that's uh-huh. what he's going to do. And, and I also think you know, the five-round fight helps Makachev in that regard. Right. And that, he as you mentioned, much. against Drew Dober, 
he eventually wore him down. It was just pressure, 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 pressure. Eventually got that sub based on wearing him down. Well, now he's got two extra rounds to try to wear somebody <laughs> down. So, so yeah, I mean, he's, he, he is, he's got good submissions. He's, he's definitely got that in his game. Not much of a knockout guy, but he is a guy that's going to wear you down with pressure and to have that, t- that extra 10 minutes to do it. Um, I, that's going to be uh, kind of fun to watch, have him see that, have that extra time to work. Not going to feel as pr- you know as much pressure to make it happen earlier. He knows that he can just wear wears a out, which is his strength. Uh, I think that's uh, something that you'll see happen. I think uh, he finished that fight with a. But the other side, I think more than a really good on this fight. Mm-hmm. And what he said was, "Hey, nobody wants this fight because there's a problem." Malcolm said, "Nobody wants to fight him." You don't want to do for that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to look, look back in the case. Nobody wants. To fight. He said, "This is like like." Said this is four wins. If I that's like four wins for me. Yeah. I can jump ahead. And he said everybody thinks Islam Makhachev is the next Nurmagomedov. And he goes, he's not. He, he's not. He's a very good fighter. But I can beat Nurmagomedov without ever having to step in with Nurmagomedov because everybody just thinks that that's who he is. So I like that attitude. Now it's easier Says to say that than when you step in and get grinded down by him. I think that too. It's probably but, like twenty fight wins for yeah, me. I'll but, take it. But the I fight. think it, I think it makes a lot of sense that he said that. And he said, "Listen, Makachev is not as good at takedowns. He's not as good as putting pressure. He doesn't have as good a cardio as Nurmagomedov, but he does have more technical striking. He's a better striker. Nurmagomedov has power, and his striking was effective because you were so worried about the takedown. Mm-hmm. But he's not a great technical striker. Uh, Makachev better in that regard. So there is one advantage that he has uh, over Nurmagomedov, but um, Makachev is going to be really, really tough to beat. Yeah, uh, Makachev again here at Circa, even to win by decision. Submission plus 325, KOTKO DQ plus 365. Uh, and then from there, uh, Moise is 14 to 1 to win by decision, 1245 to win by submission, and then knockout TKO DQ 1275 for him. Co head liner here, co main event, I should say. Winham's, uh, women's bantamweight bout, Misha Tate. Back in the ring for the first time in a very long time. 2016, the yeah. last time we saw her, and the last two times we saw her, back-to-back losses. Uh, lost to Amanda Nunez at UFC 200, which seems like forever ago. I was still a porter at Red Rock Casino when that happened. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, it was great. Uh, and then, of course, you get the loss to Raquel Pennington by decision last time out. So what has changed for Tate? What's the long layoff like for her and uh, her opponent as well, Marion Renault? And, and on the other side, so Misha Tate's coming out of retirement. Marion Renault going into retirement. Mm-hmm. This is her last fight. She said no. there's no second guessing there's no doubts like i wanted to have one last fight it's awesome to have it against misha so she's on the way out so i i question where she is maybe mentally of hey this is my last fight doesn't really mean anything i think she wants to go out on a high note but it's not like she's trying to use this as a springboard or anything so that's that's the story on her side for misha tate you mentioned it was a long time off there was the two losses and she's had two kids in that time Mm -hmm. uh so she went off she was doing some other things she was managing some fighters she was uh, an executive for one fc over in asia she has the the urge now to fight. She also she was in a really bad relationship, uh, according to her. This is not me judging it. This is what she's talked about a lot this week. Uh, and it was it, her personal life was just weighing so much on her that it wasn't fun to fight. It wasn't fun to compete. She hated every minute of it. Uh, she is now in a much better place personally. And she said, I'm just so happy, and I want to compete and see how I can do as a, as a happy person. Mm, so great. $1.52 favorite, though. We'll see how that works out. I, I mean, I don't know where, I don't know where, her, where her mindset's going to be. Yeah. And I also I asked her this, and she thought about it before answering. She said, it's not a concern. But I said, you're so used to fighting in a bad place then, like with that chip on your shoulder, and you want to hurt somebody and fight somebody because you are not in a good place. Are you going to, if you're happy, are you going to be able to step in there and actually compete and fight? 
she said, hey, I'm, I'm training better than ever. I'm, be I'm stronger than ever. Her coaches backed her up. They said she's better than she's ever been, so we'll see on Saturday. 60% implied probability for somebody who hasn't fought in five years. Huh, I don't know. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll touch back on the National Football League, some long-season props. I mentioned the love for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we'll talk about that. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app, sign up using promo code VSIN, and get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Adam Hill, Jonathan Von Tobel with you. Uh, we're going to get back to the UFC Fight Night card in the next hour. Lou Finnecar will be with us, get his thoughts on what's going to happen between Makashev and Moises and uh, a little bit more on this card as well in depth with Gamblu. But let's talk a little bit about the National Football League one more time. And we have, a, you know, look, as we approach the season, there's a lot of options for you betters out there uh, if you want to bet on what we're talking about with these alternate win totals, high lows that are here at Circa, uh, many things like top touchdown passing leader, right? 
in the National Football League for a lot of these quarterbacks. And we can go through the entire list, and there's some highs in terms of a Dak Prescott 32.5, which seems pretty high given what we know about Dak Prescott and what he's working through and coming back on. Uh, but 32.5, 34.5 for a Josh Allen type, who I know you love, you think he's the best quarterback in the <laughs> National Football League. Well, Patrick Mahomes, 39.5, right, on the high side. But I wanted to ask you specifically about one guy that I know in the past that you have been critical of, and I'm, I think I'm a little bit higher on him than you are. And I think there is a lot to like about the Cleveland Browns. Now, to the point where some of the market is at in certain instances, I'm not entirely sure, right? You know, I think humans and I were talking about this uh, yesterday, where I think they were the third choice for highest scoring team in the National Football League, which seems a little weird given the offense that they run. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield, 29 and a half touchdown passes in the regular season. So I think it's fair to say I haven't necessarily been the highest on Baker Mayfield, but... You told me you sucked. I, I am very high on the team, and yep. I am very high on the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And I think what they did with him last year and putting him in good positions was incredible. Uh, I think they're going to continue to do that. Uh, I think this is going to be a very, very good team. I, I believe, and I said it after the draft, I wrote a story up that I, I think the Browns... I mean, this is... It, it's strong to say, I think, because there is some really good organizations out there. Mm -hmm. I believe the Browns are the smartest organization in the NFL right now. I think what they're doing with their front office, uh, some of the decisions that they made, some of the some of the draft picks they've made, uh, just some of the moves they've made to build this team around Baker Mayfield has been incredible. Um, I think they're moving in absolutely the right direction. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to bet against Baker Mayfield, but it's not because of Baker Mayfield. It's because of the team. And, and I think... He's thriving in what they're doing, and I think he takes another step forward in that offense. So, I, But I think they, they do a good job of putting him in good positions. And by the way, same goes, you mentioned my you know feelings on Josh Allen. I, I still have a lot of questions about Josh Allen. I don't have any questions about that coaching staff, and especially Brian Dable and what he's done. Uh, I, I think that they've done a really good job building around him and putting him in position um, to succeed. Uh, we, you and I talked about this. I think one of the biggest moves in the offseason was the fact that the Bills retained Brian Dabble. Yeah. Right? And, and Josh Allen, by the way, loves it too because you're like, oh, yeah, one more year in this system yeah. where I can put up some ungodly numbers. This is, this is great. And, and I do think that there is, you know, and like, same thing. Like, I think Josh Allen is, is a solid quarterback. His skill set is, is great to have if you can develop it and fine tune it. But Dabble has done an incredible job with him. You're absolutely right. But, and, and also, I mean, you think about the – you watch Josh Allen play. He improved from the pocket. He was, he was better. Right. Running to his right. Dude, if – he is one of the best passers I've ever seen. How many times did you do it against the Colts in the postseason? It's it's unbelievable. And and but the key is, you would think other teams would be like, yeah, he's not running right and throwing against us. It's not going to happen. But the team continues to find ways, and some of it is making just making plays and getting outside the pocket. The team continues to find ways to get him to where he needs to be to make those plays because he is limited from the pocket and he is very limited going to his left. But they continue to find ways to get him to roll to the right, putting him in the right position to succeed. And all the credit has to go to the coaching staff for that part of it. And obviously, has his athleticism mm -hmm. leads to some of that too. Uh, but they've done a great job putting him in those positions. And I think the Browns are doing the same thing with Baker Mayfield. That team's only going to continue to get better. They have done such a good job of roster construction, such a good job of using draft picks. Um, I am blown away by how good the Browns organization is now compared to where it was, you know, three, four, 10, 20 mm -hmm. years ago. Like, this is an organization that is in a great, great place. Um, and I think they're going to succeed. I don't want to say despite Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield's fine. But he is 
that much better because of what they have around them and how good that organization is. Yeah, and if you look, and this is what I mean when I'm talking about like the the odds being maybe a little inflated on Cleveland this year. Even though I do think like uh, they they will be my selection to win that division as well. But like you look at some spots as low as 25 to one on Baker Mayfield to win the MVP. You're talking about this touching a passing touchdown mark of 29 and a half, even though his career high is I think 27 at this point right now, and it's just the system, right? It's just this is a system that is run first, and yes, Baker Mayfield does a very good job with this system, uh, but he's like a, uh, I will call him a Kirk Cousins 2.0 type, right? Like, I think he's, he's a better version of Kirk Cousins in that if there are games in which they need to open things up, we saw it. We saw a couple of the games. I think it was the second half against the Bengals in one of those contests. He was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think when we're talking about, like, Having him throwing like throwing thirty plus touchdowns in a season, you know, being one of the better options as a quarterback in terms of MVP, that's where I think you need to pump the brakes here a little bit because I just don't think the system is conducive to surpassing some of those numbers or him winning a final or a finals MVP or an MVP. I don't either, but if you think about it, if they win that division, which is still a good division, you've got mm-hmm. Baltimore, uh, the Bengals are are on the rise, and Pittsburgh I think takes a step back, but it's still a pretty good division. If they win it and they win it convincingly and say they got. 13 wins, 12, 13 wins. Um, if that team's 13 and four and the offense so is weird. as good as we think it could be, <laughs> like Baker Mayfield's going to get consideration for that mm. because just because of the nature of the game. When you have a quarterback that has a team that's that good, you're going to think about going in that direction. And also, you have to keep in mind uh, with the uh, touchdown pass prop that was up there. Um, yeah, they've got weapons on the outside. They've, they certainly can uh, turn it loose with the wide receivers, uh, and they do such a good job play action uh, to set those up, and they could, they could score those touchdowns with that talent they have on the outside. But they're also going to get some passing touchdowns that are easy just by throwing to the running backs mm-hmm. who are incredibly talented. Um, Nick Chubb is as good as it gets, I think, in the NFL right now. He's so a- you're going to have some more touchdown passes just from screen passes that turned into something. Uh, but I see. I like the consideration thing, though, right? Like I considered wearing a black shirt today, but ultimately I'm wearing blue. Right, consideration is one thing. Actually, winning the award is a completely different thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like we always have this in the NBA. Like, ah, he should be in the conversation. Like, look at it's great. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> what is that, exactly? What does that mean? You know, if I have a ballot and I'm considering Baker Mayfield, but then I ultimately right. vote for like Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'll, like, I'll, I'll say consideration then. I'll, I'll, I'll make it a tangible. You put him in the conversation. I'll make a tangible. No, I'll make no. it tangible. And I will say, if the Browns win 13 games, which it's going to be tough, but that's not impossible. He could, at the very least, be a top three candidate for MVPs. He will get votes okay, the, right. for the MVP award. All right, I like it. Yes. Although I will say Andre Drummond got a vote for Defensive Player of the Year last year, so, I mean, whatever. Uh, also on this board, too, I mean, one of the things that, that I think is more fascinating as we move into next year uh, is what a guy like Dak Prescott looks like. And that system, uh, we talk about, you know, systems and offense. That offense should be conducive to him putting up some numbers. Look, we saw in the, the games that he was playing last year how good that offense can be. All of the issues were with this defense. 32.5, shaded to the over for Dak Prescott at a buck 30. Uh, mine is not so much a question about whether or not it is attainable. It is just what Dak Prescott looks like the first few right. weeks coming right. off of an injury like that. He could very well, at the end of the year, right, if you had played that over the course of 17 fully healthy, like, right, maybe be on pace for a number like this. Uh, but what you look like the first one, two, three weeks back after suffering an injury like that, uh, I'm fascinated because I think that number just seems a little high. I think he's going to be great, but I don't know about that. Yeah, give me the under. Um, but I, I will also – we have to preface this, and I, I – you know, people are going to get sick of hearing it, but it's 17 games, and those are very important uh, to yeah. keep in mind for all these numbers that you do have to adjust your thinking um, on every single future bet that you're going to make, every season-long bet that you're going to make in the NFL. Uh, that being said, I have the same concerns about Dak Prescott early. I think he's going to be fine. And here's the other thing with the Cowboys. I think because Prescott is back, 
I think it, it leads to more touchdown runs for Ezekiel Elliott. And then that might bring that number down a little bit because was, I uh, think he's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be open for him. There was one defensive coordinator quoted this saying that uh, Zeke Elliott should get some of Dak Prescott's money. He's the real scary factor behind that offense. Well, he becomes more scary when you have a competent passing game, which we really didn't like. My argument was uh, that defensive coordinator has to be at least 60 years old, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's 1980s football. <laughs> 100%. Use the run to establish establish the run, set up the pass. Yeah, that's right. No, that's how you do it. That's not what you do. Uh, all right, well, we'll, see, we'll pick your Raiders brain one more time. Derek Carr, 25 and a half pick. I mean, give me the over, right? I mean, Carr's a good quarterback, man. He's good. I've, I've made the case that the, the Raiders are in the worst possible place that you can be with a quarterback that's really good, mm-hmm. but not great. Right. And there's probably what, if you put Carr somewhere between 12th and 15th in the league, which I think is very fair. He might even be a little bit higher than that. But that's not a place you want to be because it's too good. He's too good to just move on from and get rid of. There's 11 or 12 guys on the entire planet that are better. And if you don't have one of those guys, you can't move on from Carr. So it's it's a weird spot to be in because he is really good. I'm going to take the over. I think the offense uh, doesn't have to throw as much this year because they want to run the ball and the defense will be a little bit better. Uh, but I do think Carr, with some of the weapons, I think we see Henry Ruggs take a big step forward. I definitely think Brian Edwards, uh, another rookie uh, that they drafted last year who was really, really impressive in training camp, had injury concerns, really hampered him throughout the year. I think Brian Edwards has a massive year. We know Darren Waller is one of the top three tight ends in the entire league. He's going to get his. So they're going to score some touchdowns. I think Derek Carr goes over, the, over that number. Does the two, or where are you at with Tua? <laughs> You're on my wavelength, right? Uh, what, that he's going to be very good? Oh, you think he's going to be very good? Very okay. Very good's wrong. Okay, so we're on opposite um, wavelengths. I think he's going to be much, much better than he was last year. Okay. Um, I, you don't want to you don't want to completely take, you know, people that know him's word for it. But I did speak to somebody very close with Tua uh, during the season last year, and I said, "Is he going to is he going to get better?" And he goes, "Not this year." And I was like, "Well, why?" Okay. And he said that the 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 Dolphins just weren't playing him properly because the Dolphins were trying to play him like a game manager and it's not what he does and they said he said they're gonna have to turn him loose at some point that's where they're gonna see what he can do so he wasn't optimistic on him for the rest of last year but he said next year with a full offseason and everything that they want to do he's gonna be much much better and they're gonna turn him loose and he's not gonna have Fitzpatrick there uh, to kind of go back and forth with it's just to his to his team uh, his exact quote was they need to take the training wheels off of him because that's not how he thrives, and it hasn't been since he was in high school. So we'll see, I think, a different Tua. And Dolphins are another team. Incredible uh, front office, coaching staff. They need him to be better, and I think he will. Think about how quick they turned that thing around, man. 24 and a half to a regular season passing touchdowns. All right, we get to the British Open in depth. Wes Reynolds joins us next here on Follow the Money. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.